News 95.7. 24-hour newsroom is ready and active. When news breaks, we break in at any moment. Hi, this is Rush Limbaugh. This is my home. My home. In the Miami Valley. W-H-I-O. And remember, we're not doing news. We are talking about the news. Now. And Ask the Expert Weekend. On News 95.7 and AM 1290. W-H-I-O. afternoon listeners and welcome to this broadcast of shooting from the hip brought to you by sim trainer the dayton area's first indoor firing range and firearms training center we're located at 2031 dryden road right across the street from dpnl you can visit us on the web at www.sim-trainer.com or you can give us a call at the store at 937-293-3914 and we'll be more than glad to discuss with you any of your firearms related interests or needs if you'd like to talk to us today get on the show give us a call at 457-1290 that's 457-1290 and we'll get you in the queue and get you on the air as soon as we can i'd like to uh, start off the show and kind of devote today's show to a topic that we cover at least once a year and typically a couple other times but this is going to deal with firearm safety um, firearm safety carries with it or it is a topic that has a variety of different angles that we can approach it but i want to start off by mentioning that uh, as we promote at sim trainer the number one responsibility of a gun owner is to make sure that the gun is always stored in a safe location when um, it's not in your absolute possession, uh, whether that's in a safe, in a, um, a lockbox, uh, unloaded and otherwise secured with a cable lock or, or whatever mechanism you use. Modern mechanisms are so inexpensive. You're talking anywhere from a few dollars to, um, you know, a couple hundred dollars or a few hundred dollars for a, a safe. And, and a small safe is obviously going to be on the um, the short end of that, just two to three hundred dollars to get a nice safe where you could store multiple guns. But there's all kinds of options and there's really no reason for people not to have a means to which to secure the gun and I want to start off today's show by um, uh, also mentioning that when you carry your gun you got to understand that that responsibility also carries over when you're out in the public and uh, we we saw an incident that was distributed around the internet over the last couple weeks where a uh, a very tragic, unfortunate accident occurred out west. I believe it was in Washington State, where a, um, a woman was carrying her firearm in her purse, and she apparently laid the purse in the shopping cart. And her two-year-old child gained access to the gun by digging through the purse and ended up shooting, killing her. What a tragic accident! And our hearts go out to the the family and friends uh, of the people involved there. But you know, we have to understand that um, uh, w- when we have a gun on us, we have to make sure. No one can get to it. Um, That brought up a a pretty lively debate among some of my uh, members and other people who were concerned about this whole concept of of purse carry. And uh, I'm not going to say it's controversial because it certainly is an option, but I want you to understand that we recommend that when you carry a gun, you carry it on your person because, as Mark and I have discussed so many times, one of the, the biggest targets for thieves are purses off the shoulders of women walking or unsuspecting 
unsuspecting women walking through parking lots. And there have been a few incidents where they've grabbed purses while they were driving along in a car and in at least one case drug the, the woman to her death and in other cases drag them and seriously injure them and in an attempt to try to get the purse because all most of them want, they don't have any idea what's in the purse. They're making an assumption that there's probably money, there's probably credit cards, there's probably other valuable things that a woman carries in her purse and um, uh, that that's what they're hoping for. So they take the chance and we know that's going to happen. It doesn't happen with regularity, but it's not so unlikely to occur that it's not something that women certainly need to take into consideration when they decide how they're going to carry their gun. And I had this discussion with several people last week and, and several of the women say, listen, just due to the way I wear my clothing, number one, it's either not an option or I don't like carrying the gun on my hip. So I would rather have it in my purse and with me and be conscientious about how I carry my purse and um, how I'm, you know, people in my surroundings rather than not have the gun at all. And I agree with that opinion. If you're, not, if it comes down to carrying it in your purse and being conscientious about it or not carrying, I want you to carry the gun. Yeah, there's no question about that. And although you're right, it doesn't happen that often. It does happen often enough that this crime has given it own name they call them purse snatchers so you know it's it's not a rare occurrence as much as we'd like it to be it is something that does happen it's something that you need to consider but it's by no means the only thing to consider and as mark and i mentioned we, we were talking before the show one of the big things to understand is that women they need to be able to defend themselves physically in addition to potentially with a gun and by that i mean when somebody grabs you whether they grab you by your uh, neck wrap their arm around you or they grab you by your shirt or shoulders or your coat or they grab you by your purse you should have taken training that would automatically kick you into very defensive aggressive mode where you're going to attack the attacker to gain your um, freedom and then run to safety i'm not saying you have to sit there and beat them into the ground absolutely not i want you to do what we call fight to freedom you're going to get yourself in a position where you're able to run to a safe location and then you can call the police give a description and they can uh, apprehend the defender but i don't want people to get into the false sense of security that all i have to do is is go get a gun learn how to shoot the gun carry the gun and that's going to be enough because I think it's a more holistic approach to personal safety. And the reality is the majority of confrontations are physical. Actually, the majority of confrontations are verbal. The next most common is uh, physical where you get into pushing, shoving, pulling, tugging, whatever the case. And then the, the least likely is deadly force situations. So for you to jump to a situation where you're only preparing yourself for deadly force situations, you're eliminating the most likely occurrences. And you say, well, how do I prepare myself for verbal altercations? Well, you got to think about that you got to look at the dynamics of, of verbal altercations in your own life whether it's um, husband wife boyfriend girlfriend mother father child uh, parent whatever the case is there's lots of dynamics and people have to learn um, verbal de-escalation skills and um, one of the things that we mentioned in our class uh, when we're talking about options is uh, you got to be able to turn and walk away um, you're fighting over a parking space in a parking lot um, there are a lot of people who think well gosh darn it that was my space he took it and I'm going to let him know it why when there's 700 100 others parking spaces in the parking lot but this one was uh, you know five yes, inches closer yes again you're looking at situations where you're you're creating the likelihood of it escalating uh, regardless of whether it goes to heated verbal argument um, physical argument and ultimately a, a deadly force situation over a parking space and those things have happened so we got to take a little bit better approach to way we deal with these and i have to tell you as a young man um, it was hard for me sometimes 
to eat those words and walk away. I'll be the first to tell you it was just the way being a, a, an athlete, being in my line of work, it was hard for me just to turn. But as wise, old, experienced police officers told me early on that it's pretty good. You just have to learn to take it. And as long as they don't touch you, they can say whatever you want. You're going to walk away. They're going to probably go to jail eventually anyway, whether whether you get into a physical <laughs> altercation. The people that push those kinds of buttons are the types that push themselves to the point where police are left with no option but to take them to jail anyway so you don't have to kind of feed it along and go along with it just let them kind of dictate the situation and then you end up uh, so as human beings it's probably better that we do it where we utilize good verbal de-escalation and we look to avoid confrontations and unfortunately we all bring certain baggage to the table Depending on the environment that you grew up in and the family that you grew up in and the and the, the neighborhood and so forth, maybe there was a lot more yelling and shouting and you're much more used to that. Or maybe you grew up in a what I would consider normal household where yelling and screaming was not the only method of communication. And that might make you extremely uncomfortable. Either side of that, you need to recognize I need to to just pull myself out of this situation emotionally. Don't let the emotions, as soon as they start to boil up, that's when you just say, I'm going to walk out of this without a problem. It's okay. They can say whatever they want. It's not going to change things. And, and at that point, you have a lot more control over the situation because you're not being driven by your own emotions. And that's where a lot of people get into trouble is because they let what the other person is saying affect how they behave. You are the only person who can control your, your own behavior, and only your behavior is the behavior you can control. You don't have any control over what the other person does. You just need to be able to respond rather than react. And Mark, I'm so glad you brought that up because... We have witnessed over the last four to six months that very issue happening around this country. There are people reacting on their emotional response to situations. And then there are those of us, me included, because I've talked about this on previous shows, how I have to turn the television off, who sit there and watch that darn television. And then we let our emotion dictate our reaction and we get all worked up unnecessarily. Our blood pressure rises and we, we get in a bad state. And it it's happens in so many aspects of our life. And we just have to learn to better control that because when you rely solely or, or mostly on emotion, it's going to probably take you down a path you don't want to go down to you got to let rational thought rational reasonable thought prevail and then you make good decisions i heard a really great comment this week on the radio someone mentioned being reality based that's that is so critical we have to actually see what's going on recognize the reality and deal with the reality it's not what you wish happened it's not what you think happens it's what really is happening that matters yep uh, the other issue I want to um, kind of talk about that got the news was uh, the Covington officer down in uh, the Cincinnati area who was out with his wife for an evening. And while he was in an, uh, an elevator of an establishment, for whatever reason, uh, chose to unholster and then reholster his gun. And in the course of doing that, he was doing what I describe, and as best I can tell on the video, haven't been able to get an actual report of the incident, uh, which is available, but or, or which had been made, but isn't available yet. But he was doing what we call at Sim Trainer fishing for his holster and by fishing we mean he's taking the muzzle of his gun as he held in his hand and he's fishing his clothing out of the way trying to find the holster and inadvertently he shoots himself now 
we, we've talked so many times. This brings with it, we talk about firearm safety. Number one, holster selection is just as critical as the gun selection. Because if you're going to carry the gun, you have to have something that you know how to operate, manipulate when it's on your uh, hip in this particular case or wherever you have it. And it's important that it be secured to your body. And we recommend that before you start carrying that gun and putting a holster on your on your hip that you go purchase a good quality holster hopefully with the consultation of somebody who knows and we do that we carry a very limited line of holsters even though there are hundreds of different models we carry a limited line and um, um, after the break I'm going to talk a little bit more about this topic and why we do that but you got to make sure you select the holster that's right for you and then you practice with the gun that's been unloaded check double check triple check make sure it's unloaded and you only practice in the safe environment of uh, close quarters um, that you can use that holster in an appropriate way and as when we come back after the break I'll talk yeah. a little bit more about that we still have a few seconds to go before that happens and I do want to also mention another option to go along for that practice is to get a dummy gun to get a gun that is the same size and shape as the gear, the gun you plan to carry and then you can use that to practice with we use a lot of dummy guns in our training at sim trainer it's an outstanding way for you to get hand time on something that is a gun-shaped object and it it is something that a lot of people don't do they go to the range they take the gun out of the box they have it on a bench they do what they do they practice they they load their magazines and they shoot a bit and they they can see about hitting the target but that's not where people run into problems shooting the gun accurately that's the easy part it's all the other stuff associated with it how do you actually manipulate the firearm and change magazines what do you do getting in and out of the holster and practicing all of that practicing it to the point where it's automatic and you don't even have to think about it is critical we will be back after this break if you'd like to be part of the show call the studio at 457-1290 and our producer john will get you up on the board and get you into the studio 457-1290 this is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip on News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Expert weekends on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. If you normally take 15 minutes to get to work, plan on at least 30 to get there. Bitter cold temps are blistering Dayton. Give yourself some extra drive time. The winter forecast changes daily. Stay connected to the most accurate and dependable weather info on Dayton Radio. WHIO Storm Center 7. The National Weather Service. And the News 95.7 WHIO Storm Center Team. Storm Center Team. Now we got a number of school closings. Dayton Severe Weather Station is News 95.7 WHIO. Very snowy cold stuff. Sim Trainer is the Dayton area's premier indoor shooting range and firearms training facility. Sim Trainer is a members-only facility featuring 10 individual shooting stalls and a mechanical target retrieval system. Their range is also climate controlled for your year-round comfort. Sim Trainer offers both pay-as-you-go and year-long individual and family memberships. They're also proud to offer reduced-rate memberships for law enforcement and military. Need training? Sim Trainer holds unique and innovative firearms training courses, including the award-winning First Shots program, a concealed carry course, and an advanced five-course handgun series. Sim Trainer is open Monday through Sunday. Check the website, sim-trainer.com to find out more or call 293-3914. Sim Trainer, the Dayton area's premier indoor shooting range and firearms training facility, 2031 Dryden Road in Moraine, just across from DPNL. Online at sim-trainer.com. 
Oh, great. It's Claire. You mean Mrs. Proud-to-be-a-stay-at-home mom? I hear she and Jason paid off their cars and their home already, though. Hey, girls. Hey, Hey, Claire. Claire. So, I hear Jason paid off your house and cars already? Actually, I paid them off. What? How did you pay them off? I started my own wellness business with Isagenics. I did it so I could help other people make a positive change in their health and help us pay the bills, but I loved it so much I'm doing it full-time. Wait, so where do you work? At home. I'm a stay-at-home career mom. Like I said, I was just paying some bills, but now I'm catching up to Jason's salary. Seriously? Yeah, I mean, it's not easy. Not everyone does as well as I have, but I've been working really hard and it's paying off. Hold on, there's Jen. I gotta go. Here's my card. Let's catch up soon. She started her own nutrition business? Really? Well, that explains why she's been rocking those yoga pants in class lately. Want to go into business for yourself? Go to NewYearNewYou2015.com. Try our money-back guaranteed 30-day system for $40 off for new customers. You can build your business on your time with Isagenics. Results vary depending on time, effort, ability, and other factors. Go to NewYearNewYou2015.com. Welcome to Tire Box. May I help you? I'm shopping around for new tires. Thought I'd try you and tire discounters. Tire discounters? They make your tires last longer, so I was wondering if... Don't you... tell me you're going to fall for their gimmicks. What about all the things Tire Discounters does to make my tires last longer? A bunch of sly gimmicks. Like free alignment when I buy four tires? Gimmick. Nitrogen inflation? Gimmick. Free rotation and balancing for the life of my tires? Gimmick. You're calling those gimmicks? Would you be going to Tire Discounters if they didn't offer you all that stuff? But they do, and they're the only ones. See the gimmick? Tire Discounters. High pressure delivers a lot of sunshine for today, but still quite cold with highs only in the mid-teens. See temperatures holding steady in the teens tonight with a few more clouds. I'm meteorologist McCall Vridex on Dayton's official station for severe weather. News 95.7 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. Now back to shooting from the hip on News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to the show. And right for the, before the break, we were talking about the individual's responsibility for making sure that they select a holster that is appropriate for the gun and comfortable and convenient for them to carry and then ultimately practice with uh, that holster. And we mentioned that you can use training guns, other often referred to as dummy guns. Those are basically guns that are molded into a hard plastic uh, in the exact configuration of the gun you have. You can purchase them for anywhere between $35 and $55. We have access to a manufacturer and we've purchased them for several members and they're available for many, not mo- not all, but many of the most popularly produced guns and it gives you the opportunity to practice. The well, other Jeff, I- let's go out to the phone because we've got somebody who's calling in on that topic right now. So uh, let's go out and talk to Cam who's calling from Centerville. Cam, welcome to the show. Oh, good to be here. Uh, what would you like to, what was your comment or question? Well, basically that a uh, one trainer, John Farnham, recommends that you get a holster uh, that is, that when you put it on, the gun stays in the holster, and then when the gun's taken off for whatever reason, for storage, or uh, that it's that the gun stays in the holster. Therefore, uh, his point is the less the gun is taken out of the holster, the safer it's going to be. I happen to disagree with that because I think that when you go to take the holster off of your belt, you should first of all safely draw and carefully position that gun on a countertop or on a dresser drawer and then take your belt off and take the holster off. And then if you're going to store the gun in the holster, carefully put it back in. But if you're going to use that gun for personal safety at nighttime, for example, let's use the scenario. It's just 
you and your adult aged wife, and it's not an issue of her inappropriately gaining access to it, you may choose that over nighttime to keep that gun on a dresser nearby, not in a holster, because you don't want to have to be worrying at 2.30 in the morning when you're startled and awakened in the middle of the night, how you're going to get that gun out of the holster when it's not on your person, which is where you've practiced getting it in and out. And there is, believe it or not, a significant difference in how you take the gun out of the holster when it's in a holster laying on a counter or coming out of a safe than when it's um, coming off of your hip. So I would totally disagree with that concept of keeping the gun in the holster and removing it from your belt and placing it on your belt. The other issue that comes into play is putting it on your belt um, could be an issue with the weight of the gun in place because that could result in the gun falling out of the holster depending on the um, retention aspect of it. Many people just rely on the, the squeezing uh, of the holster rather than having an active mechanism like a, a button or a lever or or a clip that keeps the gun in the holster. So I would totally disagree with the concept of storing the gun in the holster and removing it on and off while in the holster. Let me add one other thing to that. And I think that what uh, he might be referring to is a holster that is a leather holster that only has retention because of the way it fits the gun as opposed to any positive retention like a strap, a thumb brake, or uh, some of the other methods. And and I tend to um, believe personally from myself, I much prefer a holster that has some sort of positive retention so that it attaches in some way the gun to the holster and you have to take an active step to draw that gun out of the holster. Now, that again means you need to practice with that so that that becomes natural. Uh, We carry a line called Nate Squared and and Nate 2. the two guys named Nate came up with a company and they made a holster. Nate Squared is the name of their company. Um, but they, the holsters that they have, they have several different models, but the ones that we carry have a polycarbonate uh, outer shell that fits exactly the frame of the gun. And in order to draw the gun, you must twist the gun to get it out of the holster and that releases that latch on the on the uh, the trigger guard basically and then it lets you to draw the gun and you can draw it very quickly and easily but it's positive retention and so drawing and using a dummy gun that fits the same way is not excuse me not going to wear out the holster so that it doesn't provide adequate retention and some holsters that are just maybe a a, a, a pancake holster where you've got two pieces of leather together and it's just squo- squeezed together that holds it in and by friction only we, we, that's usually not best let me add one other point about that practice of taking the gun out of the holster and putting it back in the holster each time If you carry, like I do, 365 days out of the year, that's 365 opportunities to safely draw and reholster and get that very valuable very focused training. Now, I'm not saying you do it haphazardly. Matter of fact, I'm I'm telling you when it's time to put your holster on your belt and your gun in your holster, your attention needs to be 100% at that process. And the same is when it's time to take your gun out of the holster to put it wherever you put it overnight and then take the holster off. You can't be distracted with your mind doing other things, having a conversation with someone else. That has to be very focused um, uh, process in a very safe location, a corner of a bedroom room looking into a closet whatever the case might be I don't even I'm not concerned about it because 
I know that each and every time I'm going to conscientiously make sure my finger is indexed to the proper location and I'm going to draw the gun out. And then when it comes time to put it back in, I'm going to very carefully go through the motion to put that gun securely in my holster and then secure it with the top strap. So there's a lot of opportunities. I know there's different perspectives on that, but you're getting that from a person who's carried a gun for 30 years and taken advantage of that opportunity every day of my life. Cam, thanks very much for calling the show. We need to take a break and go into the news center. If you'd like to be part of the show, we've got full lines right now, but you can get in at 457-1290. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip on News 95.7 WHIO. When it comes to news, weather, and traffic, we're your station for Dayton and Springfield. News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. On air, air. online at WHIO.com and on every device with the WHIO app. Your news starts now. Now. Good afternoon. It's 2.30. I'm Max Lovata with our top local story. Fire crews continue to battle the refinery blaze in Lima. Another cold day with wind chills in the single digits. I'm meteorologist McCall Rydex. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. From the WHIO 24-hour team traffic center, it is all clear here in the Miami Valley. Our top local story, emergency crews are still at the Husky Refinery in Lima. An explosion this morning is bringing Environmental Protection Agency crews to the scene to check air quality levels, while fire crews are still trying to put out the flames. There are no reported injuries, but crews are still blocking the roads in the area to minimize further damage. Winter weather temperatures continue to affect the Dayton area. Meteorologist McCall Vrydegs says the wind chills could be the biggest factor. It's going to be another frigid day. We're talking about sub-zero wind chills throughout the day, so you want to Limit your time outside, dress warmly, and check in on the elderly as they're susceptible to this cold weather. For continuing severe weather news, log on to our website at whio.com. News every half hour. This is News 95.7 WHIO. Continuing news. Depend on it. All benches clear in a brawl at a basketball game. WHIO's Ron Otto is reporting. Springfield school officials ended the game in the fourth quarter with Wayne leading 65-37. to The brawl came seconds after a Springfield player fouled and appeared to get tangled up with a Wayne player. As many as nine Springfield police cars were on site as cops cleared spectators from the school. Emotions were high in an already heated rivalry as Wayne looked to avenge a pair of losses to Springfield. Wayne also feels slighted by poll voters after ranking number eight in Division I Ohio basketball earlier in the week. France remains on high alert as unity and peace rallies from form all over the country, the nation's police forces are taking some heavy precautions to ensure their safety. French Interior Minister Bernard Kazanoff has more. There will be some sharpshooters on the roofs. The roofs and drains will be inspected in advance. There will be over 20 separate teams overlooking rallies across the country to ensure their safety. Here's the exclusive WHIL Storm Center 7 forecast from Chief Meteor- from Meteorologist McCall Vrydegs. Today, lots of sunshine, a few clouds later in the afternoon. Highs expected in the mid-teens. Tonight, some more scattered clouds work on in. Temperatures will be slowly climbing back into the mid-teens by tomorrow morning. For your Sunday, mainly dry until we'll be tracking some snow and sleet arriving late afternoon into the evening. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydex on Dayton's official station for severe weather. News 95.7 WHIO. The latest scan of the live Doppler 7 HD radar is clear. It's 15 in Springfield and 17 in Dayton at 232. If news breaks, we break in 
immediately. I'm Max Lovato on Dayton's news, weather, and traffic station. News 95.7 WHIO, the home of Fox News. We, we, we report, you decide. I'm not optimistic that this Republican-controlled Congress is going to be able to move mountains. Sean Hannity. We didn't vote you guys in office to cave. Rush Limbaugh. Is just getting something done all there is? Are holding the GOP leadership accountable. On the promises they made. Get this country back on the right track. When you're not doing the news, we're talking about the news. On News 95.7 WHIO. Get the weather on demand and in the palm of your hand. The WHIO Weather App. Tracking 24-7. Set your current location and get alerts wherever you go. Stream 7 Weather Now and track live Doppler 7 HD. Don't settle for a generic national app. Get the local content you deserve, catered specifically to you. From the Storm Center 7 team of local meteorologists, the WHIO Weather App. On your phone or tablet. Download it today. Every morning in my classroom, I see kids with health problems that get in the way of learning. Kids with vision problems who can't see the blackboard. Kids who were wheezing last night with asthma. And kids suffering with toothaches. How can we expect these children to learn? I'm Dr. Irwin Redliner, president of Children's Health Fund. Millions of kids go to school with health problems that get in the way of learning. But we can fix this. Every child needs to be healthy and ready to learn so they can succeed in school and in life. Learn more at childrenshealthfund.org. Job-seeking veterans and active-duty personnel are invited to attend New Year, New Career, Wednesday, January 14th. Hosted by Military Veterans Resource Center, this career fair will feature over 40 military-friendly employers looking to fill immediate openings. Remember to bring your resume and dress to impress. The event will run 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Hope Hotel on the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. To register, call Kelly Coons at 937-329-9559. WHL news time is 2.35. Right now, we continue to monitor news, weather, and traffic in Dayton's only 24-hour newsroom. This is News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip. We're glad that you've joined us today. If you're new to our show, you can find a lot more information about us on our webpage at sim, sim-trainer.com slash radio, where you'll also find an archive, and you'll find a link to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash simtrainer, where we post information sometimes during the show. Haven't done any today, but there's a lot of other good information out there as well. Let's go back out to the phones and talk to Rick, who's calling from Beaver creek rick welcome to the show hi well thank you i love your show uh listen i I have i want your opinion on something um and now this is specifically uh uh about a glock 19 that that i pack and and the way that i feel is it's best with the round not chambered because the glock has no safety it has a safe action trigger and what's your take on that as far as the time it takes to rack around? Um, you know, I can rack the action on a Glock quicker than I can fumbling around for a safety on a 1911 or a Ruger or whatever. All right. I, and, I, I carry a Glock, okay? okay. And, and It's unloaded if there's not one in the tube. What, excuse me? It is, the gun is unloaded unless you can pull the trigger and it goes bang. Exactly. Okay, exactly. so that what you're doing is you're carrying an unloaded gun, and you're exactly. hoping that you're going to be able to get it loaded in time when you need it. 
That's a hope. You can't guarantee that because, number one, you don't know you're going to have two hands available. Right. You don't there's, – there's too much you don't know, but you know that if that gun is fully loaded, and that includes having one in the tube, then you can pull the gun out and pull the trigger and do that with one hand. Exactly. Well, so, so, so what's your opinion on that? I mean I, – I, I would I, absolutely – I would absolutely advise against it. Um, Rick, let me just tell you also the perspective is this. Uh, you said the Glock doesn't have a safety. That's not true. It actually has three safeties. There's just not all built into the gun. The first you don't one, have to manually the release first them. one is your head and your brain and your training telling you when you draw your gun, you keep your finger off the trigger, and through repetitive training, you develop that skill. The okay. second one is that you keep your finger indexed along the frame of the gun, and you only touch the trigger when you are ready to fire the gun. Then the third one is mechanical. It has a div- divided trigger that will only allow the trigger to activate if your finger is fully inserted and full pressure is pulled to the rear when you intend to shoot the gun. So when people say, they say the same thing with uh, the Smith & Wesson M&P and the Ruger and some of the other guns that don't always have external safety levers that you have to activate, but they're still um, safeties per se. The bottom line is we don't advocate that even people that have guns with safeties except for 1911s um, that are held cocked and locked, that they utilize the safety because the stress of the situation causes tactile ability to be minimized that you don't have to worry about anything but assessing the situation to determine if deadly force is justified and then drawing your weapon and making that decision which is going to be split second without having to worry about racking taking another step of racking around into the chamber so that's my professional opinion based on uh, many issues based on um, high high level um, simulation stressful training that we've engaged in over the years and doing all those things that seem relatively simplistic under stress are not very simplistic so i want you to minimize the steps and take care of business of protecting yourself or other people when it's time to use your gun so you would recommend keeping one in the chamber even with the glock 19 absolutely 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 and and if that's not comfortable for you then get some more training and more practice under stressful situations until that is comfortable for you because it needs to be. If you're not comfortable carrying that gun, which is exactly the way it's designed to be carried, okay. and if you're not comfortable carrying it in that condition, ready to fire, then you're not quite ready to carry that gun for self-defense. Well, I've looked into you guys, and you guys are one of the best ones out there.